You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life. Joining the program, Phil Shepard is joining us to share about the works of A.W. Tozer. He's intimately knowledgeable. He has written on Tozer. He's studied the life of Tozer, and he he curates audio, the sermons that have been, uh, you know, you remember Real to Real, everybody? Even cassette. Think about this. Think about this. It all needed to be digitized. And this is the man responsible for it. You can find all of those works at moodyaudio.com as well as tozertalks.com and Tozer Talks Facebook page. All of three I have open before me. Good morning, Phil. How are you? Steve, good morning. Thanks for having me on. Well, I'm very, very glad to have you join us back because uh, when I saw that Moody Publishers had taken and compiled several works that had been published in magazine format as well as these editorial pieces that A.W. Tozer had written, they're, they're very short, they're very concise, and although there's only 100 pages to the entire book, it is jam-packed with spiritual knowledge and truth that we can benefit greatly from. Share with me about Tozer's heart for the Lord. A.W. Tozer was born in 1897, and he grew up at a time that, because of his age, he got to serve during World War One. He actually joined right at the end of the war so he never saw combat but uh, right out of the uh, right out of the service he started pastoring a church and um, he was a part of the Christian and Missionary Alliance which was a missionary society from its beginning in 1887 all the way up until 1975 after even after his death then it became a denomination so he'll often refer to his society that uh, he belonged to but he was very uh, intimately involved with God. He was, uh, well, I, I think maybe I've mentioned before being on the air with you that uh, he, he did not go to college. He didn't go to high school. He didn't go to seminary. He read and he read. And his point of reference for studying theology, studying doctrine, was to study the church fathers and those in classical literature and classical hymnody. Uh, and that was his learning. That was his, uh, his training ground. And I was going through a list of the people that were influences on him. And uh, it's an amazing list of people that you could do Wikipedia on each of them. And they were all considered uh, great men of God throughout the centuries. And so that that's what the basis of his life was, studying people who had had walked close to God, and, and he could not accept anything less because he believed that the Bible teaches us not to accept anything less than a full, rich relationship with God, not a, uh, not a, a mental assent to something that's written. But to have a heart experience was his. That was his. The that was his theology. His Christian life. Mm. Well, you know that is our purpose: is to experience God. We were created in His image, the Imago Dei. We have been 
placed in uh, in this world designed for relationship with others, but first with him. And that is what his writing is so focused on, about a strong desire for the relationship with God. And you know, this is part of what we capture in this new writing, but you must see some very similar themes across his writing and his preaching, because you have uh, been responsible for managing and, and digitizing over 400 hours of audio. And I'm sure as you listened through all that, you know, I'm kind of jealous of the, the, the ability to be saturated by his word and to absorb that. But what are some of those very common themes that you see woven throughout his, uh, his preaching? Well, I, I think it's reflective uh, of some of the books that he wrote. Uh, he wrote uh, he wrote some books during his lifetime. A lot of the books that uh, came after his lifetime are compilations of sermons and 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 his writings, his editorials, and in them you, there's two things that come to mind, maybe three, uh, if I can think of the third one, uh, because the two. Uh, main ones are so strong. And uh, if you go back to 1961, that, and that was his, it wasn't his last book, but it was the one that made the most impact worldwide and still yet today. And it's called The Knowledge of the Holy. Well, it's all based upon understanding the character, the attributes of God. So the number one thing about Tozer that made him tick was an understanding of a human understanding of who God is. What are his characteristics, are we like to say, attributes? And so that was the one of the main things that he was known for. The other book was one of his early books in 1948 called The Pursuit of God. And there is where you see the, the effect of the devotional literature throughout the centuries in a heart cry, a person longing for a relationship with God. They're sick of the world. They're sick of all of the things that, that, that weigh them down. And they just want to be free and free to love and to serve God. So that's the, the, the second thing is, is a, a having a relationship. Uh, the, the pursuit of God in 1948, he said that he wrote that book on his knees in his devotions. He, when he's in his devotion time, he would have a, a tablet and he would just write down thoughts and, and prayerfully, prayerfully put the, uh, the, the words down. And that's what that book came from. And that one is you know, very, very popular even yet today, 75 years later. Well, when I think of that, you know, the, the, the dedication and the picture, you know, where do we fight our battles? It is on our knees. But mm-hmm. God speaks yeah. so clearly to us when we are contemplating him in our prayer life. And, you know, it's not a surprise to say, you know, that's how we wrote the book, you know. Uh, but in, in these particular works that we find now uh, included in The Deeper Life, Go Beyond Knowledge to Experience Spirit, 
Spirit-Filled Living, uh, you had shared with me these were mainly editorial pieces uh, that were published in magazine form, uh, and they were really very, very concise because you only get so many words in your editorial space, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. And uh, he was contributing to magazines back in the 1930s. So uh, these uh, these particular uh, editorials were kind of like a lost set of writings, as that's how I would describe them. They were in Moody Monthly Magazine. So Moody Monthly Magazine was a magazine, official magazine of the Moody Bible Institute. Uh, and it, it was published from um, 1900 all the way up through, I believe, the middle, middle no, all the way through 2000, because I, I have a copy of the last one. So I think it's the year 2000 or 2001. And he would submit to Moody Monthly, and, uh, and which later became Moody Magazine. And uh, the, the first chapter comes from Moody Monthly from April of 1950. And uh, then there's uh, Christian Life Magazine, the Alliance Witness, uh, the uh, one more, two more, three more, four. Four of the chapters come from Moody Monthly uh, as well. And so each of them are standalone in and of themselves. But I have read the book. And when you read this, they all dovetail together. And it may have been a series that he did, you know, uh, edition, a column, like a continuing column. But uh, the uh, the titles are uh, indicative of what uh, you know what he's talking about. Uh, he's trying to talk about, and to be honest with you, he shied away from the, the 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 term the deeper life. He preferred to call it the victorious Christian life. Mm -hmm. He didn't want you know there there are scarecrows set up to, that that the devil scares people away. And he was wise enough to know in his communication and his skills of talking to people, not to put up scarecrows, but to tell them the truth, though. Don't hold back. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the, the chapter titles, Are We Missing Something? No Revival Without Reformation. The Deeper Life, What Is It? The Deeper Life, What It Is Not. A Strong <laughs> Desire for God. He talks about spiritual ambition. And he does touch on the gifts of the Spirit and how to be filled with the Spirit. And, and he would be the first to say, when you become a Christian, you get all of the Spirit that he has. It's, it's given completely to you, but he doesn't have all of you. You are not filled with the Spirit. Yeah. I just listened to a message last night uh, by Alan Redpath from the 1950s or 1960s. He was a, in a, a contemporary on the north side at Moody Church in the 1950s, and Tozer preached on the south side of Chicago at the Alliance Church. And they would actually switch pulpits at times, or if Redpath, Pastor Redpath needed to go home to England for uh, on one occasion he did, uh, he asked A.W. Tozer to go up and preach at Moody Church in his, in his absence. So, uh, uh, yeah, but, but the main theme here is that there is a God who loves us. Yes, his son died for us. And, and he felt as though when you come to Christ and you place your faith in Christ, that is not the end, but the beginning 
of a walk with God, an ever-increasing walk with God. To consider the life of A.W. Tozer, those who have come before us, that we might put into the category of spiritual giant, but they would themselves would refute that and just, I believe in all humility, he would just state, but I'm just a man. And joining us, Phil Shepard, uh, who is, I'm just going to call you the, the A.W. Tozer expert, but uh, subject matter expert here. But before the break, Phil, I shared that there was a quote that really stood out to me that is as relevant today in our culture as it was when Tozer wrote these words well over 60 years ago. Look, he says, to speak of the deeper life is not to speak of anything deeper than simple New Testament religion. Rather, It is to insist that believers explore the depths of the Christian evangel for those riches it surely contains, but which are surely missing. The deeper life, this was the conviction statement, the deeper life is deeper only because the average Christian life is tragically shallow. When I looked at that and I read those words and I thought, if that was his observation back when he wrote that, has there been any improvement to our society and our worship today? And I look at it and I say, I can look in my own life. I can look in the life of those around me, my church groups, my community at large, Christian culture in media. And I can say that for the most part, there's a lot of tragic shallowness there. And are we missing out that and really ignoring that deeper life with the Lord that he so desires with us. I, I think another way to um, to look at that, too, is to look around and see not so much what people are, are not doing, but looking around and seeing, are there people that you know that are that have a heart longing for God? that they, they represent a, a, a special sweetness, uh, a special, uh, they have a, this look about them that they, they're in a different world. Okay, not weird, maybe, but, but yet there's an indicator right there. Do you see a lot of people who are speaking about knowing God deeper? Is that the conversations that we hear in Bible studies? Or is it just working on the text and trying to understand the text? Uh, that quote that you gave uh, in the book is, is a really good one. Uh, here's something that uh, is out of another book that's coming out in May. And he talks about uh, those who are fixed upon just the text of the word, the, the theology, the doctrine. He says, we sometimes, we sing sometimes beyond the sacred page, the scriptures, not apart from the sacred page, not away from the sacred page, not contrary to the sacred page, but beyond the sacred page. The sacred page, that is the word of God, is not to be a barrier to block our way to God. The sacred page is not to be a substitute for God. The sacred page is not to be the end, but only the means toward the end, and God is the end. So knowing the right things, saying the right things is what he's saying. He said that's not authentic. That's not authentic biblical Christianity. It is having that experience with God, 
that comes from knowing the right doctrine, but living in relationship with him. That was the key thing for him. Well, surely our testimony is what, you know, is is so impactful. And if we are not walking that out in our life, well, then that weakens our testimony and our goodness, mm-hmm. you know, of yeah. of our relationship with the Lord. But you, you're so right in that, you know, that we, simple knowledge and action does not, um, does not equal the experiential intangible parts of a relationship with the Lord that really come out of us uh, and and become the testimony for others in the world. But let's talk about how the, the current state of worship in the world, what does that look like? Because um, when, when I think of that, I know we, we can cheapen it, we can put as big a concert on as you wish, and I call it a concert because as mm-hmm. we tour the, the country, yes, we share the gospel. And we speak about being the hands and feet, but it's there's a lot of entertainment in our worship, which is not where uh, true worship exists. Yes, for one thing, uh, A.W. Tozer believed that we were created to be worshipers. Now, I know there's a very, very popular book out there that says our purpose, our purpose is. God created us so he could love us. I think that's the main, uh, the main idea behind that very popular book. God created us so he could love us. Actually, A.W. Tozer, if he were here, would say, no, no, no. He, yes, he does want to love us, but most of all, he wants worshipers. That's why he created. He created you and me to give back to him the adoration. He's a he's a jealous lover and suffereth no re, no rival. Uh, the the cloud of unknowing said, you know he he went on to say, and in fact in this week's message of the week on Tozer talks, he says uh, he says I want to point out that worship must be all entire. I mean by that that the total life must worship God. The whole personality has to worship God or our worship is not perfect. Faith and love and obedience and loyalty and high conduct and life, all of these must be taken as burnt offerings and offered to God. If there is anything in me that does not worship God, then there is nothing in me that worships perfectly. Hmm. My goodness, that is that's a powerful statement. Yeah, yeah. What he's what he's saying is it's it's an all in. It's an all entire. That's that's the way God expects, and that's the way King David. That's the way Paul. Read their writings. Read Philippians chapter three. You'll find that in the Apostle Paul. Uh, he was an otherworldly man. He would be strange if you saw him today because of his love and devotion to God. And so if we're going to be truly biblical, we got to look to the people in the Bible. Yeah. How did they worship God? What were their hearts like? And there's quite a divide between what we read and what we live today. And it's to our shame. But God doesn't want us to be shamed. He wants us to love him and to worship him. And that's what Tozer's uh, ministry and writing and 
that's it's all there to help point us to the right direction. Yeah. And in that right direction, you know, we need not look any further than what we see laid out in Revelation as to what eternity will look like. We will spend that eternity in worship, right? That is exactly. the true goal. So if we understand we are the image bearer of God, that this is but a shell in which we live in, our body, our physical being, that we are spiritual, that we will be joined with him in eternity when we pass from this life to his presence. Well, if if I'm to be worshiping over there, should I not be preparing that here in my life? Uh, yeah, you're going to be awful uncomfortable if you have no yeah. way. <laughs> I'm not going to know the words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, well, it's it's this. It's there's the words. Holy, holy, holy. holy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's the words. At least that's what the seraphim and cherubim are saying right now. That's right. And uh, we would do, we would do good to uh, at least learn the chorus. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, Phil, you know this has been a very very fascinating discussion. I hope that uh, you know for folks that it. It is a blessing. You can find a copy of The Deeper Life, Go Beyond Knowledge to Experience Spirit-Filled Living. Anywhere books are sold, you can find it at Amazon, and you can go to moodybooks.org. Along that, uh, Phil, we can also find your writing over at moodybooks.org, right? Yes. Uh, a year ago, uh, the book Approaching the Almighty, 100 Prayers of A.W. Tozer, yeah. uh, was released, and uh, that's a book that, uh, it's where I went into the 400-plus sermons that I have of A.W. Tozer and have been working in since the 1980s. You talked about cassettes earlier. <laughs> I was giving people cassettes in the 80s and yeah. CDs in the 90s and 2000s, and then I thought, I need to get these online. So uh, working at Moody at the time, I'm retired now from full-time work. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I uploaded. So all 400, I think there's 407 messages on moodyaudio.com. They're all there. They're all free downloads. Uh, and and you can you can have your own personal A.W. Tozer library just by going to moodyaudio.com. And the search engine is so powerful. But my, my, my recommendation is he's meant to be is taken in small quantities, so you're not overwhelmed. And this book, uh, Approaching the Almighty, uh, there's 100 prayers of the 181 that I found, and these are in chapters, and uh, the writings that start each chapter are from his sermons, him talking about prayer, and these are meant to be um meant to be read one or two before you pray in the morning or because the Tozer didn't believe that you should pray other people's prayers. He would not encourage you to pray his prayers. He would say, read them. And if by reading them, God gives you a spontaneous utterance from reading them, that would be the thing that you should be looking for. Yeah. And um, and so, uh, and then another book coming out in May from Moody Publishers called Toward a Deeper, now, now you got me in the deeper life, Toward a More Perfect Faith. <laughs> yeah. And Toward a More Perfect Faith is a set of 13 messages that he gave in January, February, and March of 1957, 12 consecutive Sunday nights, 70, it was 75,000 words, 
Uh, and uh, those are edited for the reader. And uh, I'm working through right now. I'm uh, recording the audiobook here at home uh, right now. And so that'll all be released in May. So that's something to look forward to as well. Well, that is wonderful. And I will look forward to one day seeing you teach on Tozer and share in this way. I would love nothing more than that. Mm. I think that uh, it would be so rich and what a blessing it would be to every person who could experience that. Phil Shepard, thank you. Where can we find more information? Uh, I know you have your Facebook group that uh, is on Facebook, Tozer Talks, but Mm -hmm. where on the web can we find more information? Well, uh, for what I've been doing since this book on prayer came out, uh, I I basically turned it in in 2020. Uh, I started, I thought, well, you know what? Uh, I I believe people would rather read Tozer than listen to him. So while we have all of the audio, I thought uh, I have enough bandwidth to to take one message a week and transcribe it. And it takes anywhere from three to five hours to transcribe a message, put it in print. And, uh, and so I, I started tozertalks.com. And so you'll see there that there are, there's a message there when you go there. There's the, there's the text in a downloadable form. There's a player there that you can push the button and you can listen to him. Or you can scroll down the web page and read, uh, read the message as he's speaking. Or you, you can do all of them at once, you know. But uh, so that's there. And then I have a past messages button where all of the messages that have been transcribed and the audios are posted, you can click on there. And I just... I just I just posted message number 101. So uh, by my count, I believe I'm good until the end of the decade with a message a week by AW2. I'm serious, you know, and this is long haul. This is long haul. And, and, And the fact is, my goal, my goal, believing it's the Lord wanting me to do this was to to transcribe the entire library of messages. So they are in text form so people can read them around the world. I got to tell you, 1,680 people are following Tozer Talks. Two years ago, there weren't any. And the top top 10 countries, five of them are Africa. Really? Uh, Yes. I have uh, my, the number one city of followers of Tozer Talks is Nairobi, Kenya. And so the top five cities are all Africa, uh, Ghana, uh, 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 South Africa. Uh, I want to say the Congo. Okay, my Nigeria is is a huge one, and so lots of people in Africa. That, uh, but it, what it does, it, it shows there's a deep desire for walking with God in Africa. That that we just seem to be missing here in the U.S. And so, yeah. so I'm, I'm just loving it that these things that were sitting on my hard drive have been released and people around the world are, being, are getting little bits of teaching every other day on Tozer Talk when I post excerpts of the message of the week. Well, what a blessing it is. Thank you for your faithfulness and obedience to follow what the Lord has called you to, because they all of this work will far outlast you, Phil. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, well, that's a very pleasing thought to me, yeah. a very pleasing thought. I'm not ready to exit right now. Nope, none <laughs> but, of us. Uh, we don't say that we are, but we'll, we'll, no, we'll take it if he asks. But my goodness. Yeah, but you, you know, know what? Yeah. 
Well, we were meant to worship before God. So that's yeah. that's ultimately where we want to get to. So, uh, and, you know what? And our behavior today should be commensurate with what we should be. So mm-hmm. what we should be, we should be here now as well. But we still have to live in this life. So, uh, you know, I, I don't I tell people I, I don't walk around with a benign St. Francis of Assisi smile. I don't you know, I still I'm still living here and I, you know, I still haven't been able to shake this sin stuff, you know. Yeah. So some someday uh, they'll be, they'll lay me out and they'll walk by and say he sinneth no more. Amen. <laughs> Amen to that. That's right. Well, Phil Shepard, thank you so much for joining us and blessing us this morning with this information. Oh, thank you. Folks, if you want to find out more, TozerTalks.com is the place to go. If you want to also find more of the audio, you can go to MoodyAudio.com. Just search, just put in Tozer. You're going to find uh, over 500 audio pieces there inside of that. And then if you're on Facebook, go and like and follow the Tozer Talks group and be sure to enjoy those You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life.